What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the front office. It's your boy, John Hagler. And there's been a lot going on since the last time we talked about, uh, I guess, Jordan Battle. Um, you know, Oklahoma, Texas trying to, you know, make their move to the Big 12. The SEC has officially sent out that that invitation. Um, it's exciting stuff, man, for college football, not only recruiting, but the impact it'll have on the draft, um, possibly, you know, uh, more conference realignment. We saw a possible lawsuit with ESPN and the Big 12 from ESPN trying to convince one school to go to another conference. You know how that goes. It, it's all about money. Um, these billion-dollar TV deals, you know, they make the world go around in college athletics. And, you know, from, you know, the Olympics currently going on. I know football is not an Olympic sport, but uh, just to, to see these amazing athletes you know, put years uh, in the training, you know, and to peak or to try to peak um, for this moment right here has been, you know, nothing but, you know, impressive. Um, we've seen, you know, a lot of athletes come out from, you know, uh, Simone Biles, you know, deciding to step away from the team um, and, and not compete the rest of the, the, the Olympics uh, from what I, what I, I, I currently can see. Um, you know, she wants to focus on her mental health. And, you know, I, I salute her, um, you know, in that in, in, in that choice because, you know, I know how hard it is. You know, she's under immense pressure and, you know, apparently, you know, she's lost her ability to, to find the floor, um, which is very dangerous. Um, I would compare it to probably, um, you know, a, a thrower getting the yips. And, you know, I think, you know, that that level of anxiety and, and frustration that can come with it. You know, uh, it's it's probably unbearable, and somebody like her who's doing these crazy, 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 crazy um, twists and turns and landing, trying to land on her feet. You know, one bad move, and you know she can easily land on her head and, and you know be disabled. You know, and that's not something we want. She's an incredible athlete, an incredible gymnast, and you know the greatest of all time. Um, whenever you know. Um, they have an issue scoring your your routines because of the the level of difficulty and because they're unfair to other competitors you're in your own lane so you know best of luck to Simone Biles and all the other Olympic athletes dealing with anxiety and um you know the immense pressure of representing the country um but today you know I want to talk about I wanted to talk about quarterbacks you know, obviously me, I'm a defensive guy and, you know, I love watching, you know, good QB play and, you know, it feels up to me. I probably talk about corners and all these other stuff, but, you know, this quarterback class is fun. And I feel like, you know, as we get close to the season, you know, more and more guys are coming out and, um, you know, a couple of them I've been huge fans of, uh, for a while now. And we'll talk about a couple of those, but, um, I'm just excited, you know, that the season's almost here and we can finally, you know, put the the speculation behind us, you know, and I know that's a big part of, you know, what we do um, when covering football and talking about, you know, draft prospects and things like that. But, you know, I, I'm just glad the show is is finally getting on the road and, um, you know, I guess we'll, we'll kick it off in my, my first quarterback that I'm going to talk about today. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through my top five or six, seven, whatever for the season that people need to watch. And um, then I'm going to give you a couple guys that you need to look out for, guys that I think not too many people are talking about. No, I'm not looking for the next Zach Wilson. No, I'm not looking for the next Joe Burrow because I feel like that's stupid. You know, you got to let these guys play. Those guys came out of, you know, somewhat nowhere. Um, 
you know, Zach Wilson was good, but nobody thought he was going to do what he did last year. A lot of that was attributed to the schedule. Um, and, you know, he had the ability, but a lot of times we we don't get to see it. You know, Josh Allen, you know, he played with a horrible team, but had all the traits, and the Bills did it right. You know, they did it with a good uh, defense. They got him more weapons. You know, all these things matter when developing young QBs. But um, let's hop right into it. You know, first up, you know, let's talk about, you know, the man, the myth, the legend that is Spencer Rattler. Um, one of the most, you know, I feel like polarizing figures in this draft class. Um, very, very talented. I feel like we've seen this kid grow up uh, all the way from his days on Netflix um, on QB one. And, you know, I think he rubbed a couple people the wrong way um, with his attitude and brashness and confidence. But, you know, going back to high school, the kid's an incredible athlete, incredible athlete. No one quarterback in the country, you know, waited his time at Oklahoma behind uh, Jalen Hurts, um, you know, dual sport athlete, you know, incredible basketball player. Um, if you haven't seen his basketball highlights and stuff like that, make sure you go check that out. But, um, you know, like I said, good player, you know, 6'1", 210. I guess 210 is probably being a little too generous. Um, you know, he, he's got it all. You know, when you, when you talk about – what is the modern QB? I think, you know, Spencer Rattler, you know, so, you know, that he, he is it, you know, mobile, but not necessarily fast. I would say, um, very good athlete. Um, he's accurate across the board to every part of the field. He can make all the throws you want to, and he can make all those, those weird, you know, arm angles, you know, the baseball type throws and, you know, put them in places that, you know, not a lot. I can honestly say he can make throws that other quarterbacks, you know, in this draft class can, um, can make, but, um, you know, just, I wish he would hone it in, you know, from all indications and, you know, listen to interviews and talk about him. He sounds more mature. Um, I'm expecting him to have a huge year this year, Oklahoma, with the weapons that they have coming back. And, um, you know, between the receivers, Mims, Hazelwood, Woods, the running backs, you know, Eric Gray and Kennedy Brooks, who I'm huge, huge fans of. Um, the defense, you know, from the talks of it, you know, they're, uh, they're, they've been, you know, vastly improved and they're going to be a different Oklahoma team um, that we've seen in years past. You know, I know – a lot of people weren't necessarily talking about uh, the bowl win over Florida due to Florida not having all their guys. And, you know, I think that's fair. But, um, you know, Spencer Rattler, like I said, talented. Uh, he's mobile. He can do everything you want him to do. Um, you know, I think some things that he possibly needs to clean up. I think he drifts a little um, at times in the pocket. Um, you know, and his base, you know, gets all over the place and cause some inaccuracy. Um, and I think he's got that gunslinger mentality, which can be a double-edged sword, right? Um, you want that mentality if you're playing for somebody. You want somebody that thinks they can make every single throw. Um, but at times, it'll cost him. You, we watched the Texas game last year. You know, multiple turnovers, gets pulled, gets put back in. They come back and win um, that game. So, you know, those things like that, you know, the pocket awareness, um, you know, th that's what you, that's what you want, right? You want, you want a guy who is super confident, who feels like he can make every throw, but you also want somebody who's going to be aware enough to clean up those issues. Like I said, um, you know, I'm excited to watch Spencer Rattling in Oklahoma and, you know, I just, I wish, I wish people would give him a chance. I understand he's a kid. Um, I understand he's, he's a kid, but he can just do things, you know, out of the pocket and with his arm that, you know, just other guys can't can't do. He's a natural playmaker at the quarterback position, and that's why he's in contention for QB1. Um, you know, the next guy we're going to talk about, you know, 
I think he's the cleanest quarterback of the the elite uh, tier in the, in this class. I think it's only one, two, or maybe three, depending on how you view the quarterback. We're going to talk about in a minute. Um, I'm going to talk about you know Sam Howell, Sam Howell from North Carolina. You know this guy is. Uh, He's, you know, a lot of people have been talking about the Baker Mayfield comps, and I think, you know, they're, they're pretty accurate. This kid's going to come in probably six footish, 220-ish. Um, you know, not the tallest, not the biggest guy in, in, in the um, in the class, but he's athletic. And, you know, um, the last couple of years, he has owned the ACC. Him and Trevor Lawrence have owned the ACC. Um, and he's, he's put out – he's been surrounded by NFL talent. When you look at Javante Williams, Michael Carter, De'Ami Brown, um, Daz Newsom. When you look at those guys, he was the trigger man making them go. Um, when you cut on the film on Sam Howell, he can do whatever you want him to do as far as throwing the football at the NFL level. I don't have any concerns about his arm, none whatsoever. Um, you know, I feel like he has great tempo, control of the ball. He throws a very catchable ball, very, very catchable. Like, I don't feel like receivers have issues, you know, slowing down. Um, you know, I, I think he knows what he's doing. I feel like he's a natural QB back there, and he can he can make it happen. You know, initially cutting on the film, I think Sam Howell's a home run hitter. I think he may he may or may not have the best deep ball in this class. Uh, and there's another guy we're going to talk about in a moment who who is in that conversation, but he's a home run hitter. You know, you look on the film of Dad Newsom, Daz Newsom and Deami Brown. You know, they're going deep, like they're going deep, and um. And you know, I'm just excited to watch this guy. You know, I've heard that he's a he's a a great leader. I heard that he's doing everything that you need him to do. Um, you heard rave reviews at the Elite Eleven and at the, all the other passing events throughout this offseason about Sam Howell. And you know, honestly, going to the season, I think he may be the QB one um, over Spencer Rattler, just due to maturity concerns and things like that regarding Rattler's um, Rattler's Rattler's personality. Um, but you know, there are some concerns. Um, you know, I want to see him, you know, I want to see him clean up some of his footwork. I think he gets a little toesy at times, but you know, that's, that's being petty. And I want to see how he adjusts to not having the talent, right? Like the guys I just mentioned, they're all off to the NFL. He played with a ton of talent last year, you know, great running game, great receivers. And, you know, I think Mac Brown's done a great job of recruiting. Um, I think that defense is going to be really good again. Um, but you know, I'm curious to see you lose those top guys and, you know, I think, Sam Howell statistically would take a step back this year. Um, you know, and I, th- I don't think he'll be bad because, like I said, he's a really good quarterback. But I think do them not winning as much. I don't expect North Carolina to be as good as they were last year. Do them not winning as much. I feel like his draft stop may take a hit um, to to the media uh, or whatnot. But I think he'll it'll circle back around, you know, come draft time because, like I said, this kid can flat out spin it. Um, my third quarterback I'm going to talk about, is you know Carson Strong, you know from Vacaville, California. Yes, he plays for the Nevada Wolfpack, the best quarterback they've had since Colin Kaepernick. Um, you know this this guy. You know everybody's looking for the guy, right? Everybody's looking for the Zach Wilson, the Joe Burrow, um, and, and Josh Allen, whoever it may be. I think it's Carson Strong. There's a good chance it's Carson Strong. At least there's some guys I'm going to talk about later that I think could be in that conversation as well. When you talk about a guy who's who's bubbling in that elite tier to people that's in the know, you know, 6'3", 215, you know, you know, good size body, has a rocket for an arm. Rocket for an arm, very smart kid when you look at um when you look at his academics. 
Um, I feel like this guy with the starters that they come back and the competition that they're going to play this year um, at Nevada, he's going to light it up. Um, he has one of the best uh, duos in college football. When you talk about um, when you talk about his receiving core and Romeo Dobbs and um, my guy Elijah Cooks, you know he's got big athletic receivers. He's got damn near his whole team coming back. Um, he's he's got great arm strength, a laser for an arm. He's not mobile, you know, very you know prototypical quarterback or old school quarterback. Um, he has clean mechanics. He may have the best deep ball. I know I talk about how him and him and Howell may duke it out for the best deep ball in um in college football. But um like I said, he he, he throws a, a great deep ball. He's accurate. Um I feel like he's in control. He's in control, you know, in the multi year starting in Nevada offense. They're wide open out there. Um, you know, I expect this guy to light it up. He takes care of the football. Twenty seven touchdowns, four interceptions last year, seven percent percent completion. So he's accurate. Um he did have knee surgery in the spring uh, and for a guy that's not that mobile I'm curious how that'll you know affect him going forward uh just minor stuff nothing nothing too serious but you know his his two receivers you know Romeo Dobbs is a guy that people need to know you know 6'1 200 pounds you know deep threat you know he's gonna go deep on you and there's nothing you can really do about it um and then his other his other receiver um Eli Cooks big guy a uh, big former basketball player for the Nevada uh, Wolfpack. Uh, basketball is 6'4", 215. So he's got the weapons. He has the team. The stage is set for Carson Strong to light up college football. I think he's going to, you know, do well all year long. And I think he's going to ascend into that top 10 category as far as draft picks go. We know quarterbacks, you know, their value um, tends to hold a little bit stronger than other prospects. Winning matters, consistency matters, efficiency matters. And I think when you're big, strong, and you got an arm like he does, it's going to be hard to keep Carson strong out of the first round. Um, next up, you know, let's, you know, let's hop into a guy that I think um, I think he's he's in that in that uh, that Carson strong category with the stages set for him. You know, um, I wasn't in love with him initially upon watching film, but he does a lot of things very, very well. And that's Phil Jerkovich uh, from Boston College. Um, big, tough kid, um, you know, 6'5", 228. He initially went to Notre Dame at a high school. He's a Pittsburgh kid, initially went to uh, Notre Dame at a high school, then transferred um, to Boston College, you know, Army All-American, you know, top 100 player, all that good stuff. Um, last year, you know, he, he put up an impressive, you know, stat line um, in their games, you know, 2,500 passing yards, started off hot with multi 300-yard uh, games, um, 18 touchdowns in that in that group. He's got a lot of weapons coming back. He's got one of the best weapons in college football coming back, Zay Flowers, um, a guy who I'm in love with, you know, a really, really good receiver prospect. Uh, I think people are really going to start to fall in love with his game, his ability to stretch the field. Um, and they also had a transfer from Jacksonville State. You know, they lost um, they lost his leading receiver, or no, his tight end last year. Um, and they brought in a new one from Jacksonville State, someone I know personally, uh, Trey Berry, uh, you know, multi-All-American, um, 6'7", you know, two, 240. Um, very good receiving prospect uh, at the tight end position. You know, big wingspan. I think he's going to get plenty of targets and be that uh, security blanket. Uh, for Djokovic at uh, Boston College. But, um, you know, let's get into some of the details. You know, I, you know, I think he's a tough kid when you look at him. You know, he he, he took a lot of hits. Um, he's good. 
understand her. You know, that's the benefit of, of him playing in Boston College. He has a very good arm. He's strong. He's big. Um, at times, you know, his accuracy a waiver. Um, you know, I want to see him clean that up. But he is a good thrower of the football. You know, when he misses, you know, I think, you know, that's just, you know, fundamentals, whether that's, you know, his base or um, or footwork. You know, I think he can definitely clean that up. Um, but, you know, he's a guy that I'm excited to watch. Um, I think, like I said, the stage is set for Phil Djokovic at Boston College. And I think he's going to get every opportunity throughout the season uh, playing in the ACC to, you know, uh, boost his draft stock and, you know, throw his hat in that uh, first round category that, um, you know, that everybody's looking for. You know, we have the Rattlers, the Howells, the Carson Strongs now, and everybody's looking for that that fourth, fifth guy in this class. Now, you know, some of these other guys are going to be in that conversation as well. But I'm excited to watch Phil Djokovic, Boston College, Zay Flowers, and those guys um, do their thing this year and see what he can he can do. Um, let's talk about, you know, Keaton Slovis. You know, this is a guy after his freshman year at USC. You know, I think a ton of people were very, very high on him, right? We saw JT Daniels, you know, do his thing at USC and then get hurt. Well, Keaton Slovis made it hard for him to get back on the field, which is why JT Daniels eventually transferred to Georgia. Um, 6'3", 215. This guy, he, he, he's so hit and miss, right? He's a guy that, you know, if you watch the right game or watch the right drive, you're like, oh, he's a dude. He's a dude, right? Um, he flashes brilliance at times, and then he makes a play that you're like, what are you even doing starting at a Power 5 school? You know, um, he makes it really hard to like because he is so inconsistent. Um, he's been there guy the last couple of years, but he makes way too many mistakes, mistakes and he's really inconsistent. Um, he can't really drive the ball. You know, I don't see elite arm strength. Um, his decision-making is a little wacky at times. Um, but you know, there, there's something about these guys that, that play at these big schools that, that people expect to make these jumps. And I, I just don't never see these guys make it. Like we look at the guys like Keaton Slovis or we look at the guys like Bo Nix, um, and people want them to do good because they have the ability to do so. But you know, that's what separates the, the great, the good and the bad, you know, the, the great ones, they, they make those improvements. They make those, those leaps and bounds. Um, Keaton Slovis is going to have every opportunity as well. The, the lights are going to be on him. He has a great receiving core um, up there at USC. He has, you know, some some quality defensive players out there. Um, I think they're going to be in the Pac-12 race, but it's going to be interesting to watch him um, play this year because if he can cut down on the turnovers and improve his decision-making and not force so many things, he does have the ability to develop into, you know, possibly a backup QB on the next level. I don't see starter. But, uh, you know, guys like him, you know, tend to tend to stick around because they have the ability to do so. Um, so, you know, I'm you know, I'm, I'm ready to see what Keen Slovis does and see if he can put it all together uh, in his last or possibly last year at USC. Um, another guy I want to talk about was um, Malik Willis. So this guy has been the talk of the offseason. Right. You know, former Auburn transfer, you know, he's. He he lit he lit everybody up last year. I mean, aside from you know NC State, but went to Auburn, um, transferred there. Him and Hugh Freeze have have turned into this this dynamic duo, and they're you know lighting it up. Um, great arm, you know. His Q, QB coach Quincy Avery uh, trained him. You know Trey Lance, Deshaun, and watching some of those other guys. 
everybody talked about how strong Trey Lance's arm was. Obviously, you know, he's been balling in, in training camp with the 49ers, and uh, that's been good to see. But um, um, Quincy Avery mentioned that Malik Willis has the strongest arm out of anybody he's, he's, he's coached, right? That's very alarming because that means Malik Willis has a hose. You know, I'm excited to watch this kid. You know, he's probably six footish, a uh, little bit over six footish, maybe right under six one. You know, very thick frame, two fifteen. Um, think Jalen Hurd's build, uh, build wise, but I think he's, um, you know, I think he's a better runner. Um, you know, probably one of the more dynamic runners at, at the QB position that we've seen. Um, since Lamar Jackson, no, he's not a four three guy, but his effectiveness running the ball is is off the charts. Um, but you know, let's dive into the let's dive into Malik Willis and who he is as a prospect. You know, we I uh, listened to Bucky Brooks talk about him, uh, thick lower half. He he talked about seeing him in person. Like this kid has you know legs like running backs. Um, you know, I feel like he he definitely has the raw power um, from his you know just his playing style in general, whether it's throwing the ball or running the ball, um, there's a lot to like about Malik Willis, right? You know, there, there's times last year when you watch Virginia Tech or you watch Coastal Carolina, and he just took over games completely, and he was a dominant force. And there's a reason why people expect him to be that guy that everybody's looking for to jump into the top five, six uh, of the draft next year. Because the dude is he, – he's just a flat-out monster on the football field. How Auburn let him go – you know, you know, I think it kind of speaks to Auburn, you know, as a program in general. But, you know, he is inconsistent with his his passing at times. You know, he's not a bad passer at all. I think he he's a good thrower of the football. But he definitely has to improve, you know, accuracy and things like that. But the raw twos are there, and that's why people are so excited about Malik Willis. Um, you know, I'm ready to watch this kid ball out. I don't think anybody can – I don't think anybody can knock him. But – you know, uh, there are some things that he needs to improve on. He's a bit streaky at times. You know, I feel like he may try to do too much. Um, and that's what happens when you're an elite guy playing at a, I won't say lower level, but, you know, with people that you're superior, you're more superiorly talented uh, than at, at Liberty. So uh, I'm excited to watch him play. Uh, kind of reminds me of, I mean, I don't want to, you know, do comps. I'm not a huge comp guy. But um, he kind of reminds me of of Dak um, a little bit, but with a a cannon. Um, and I'm excited to watch you know this kid play this year. And I think he's uh, he sounds like he he's got a good head on his shoulders from listening to him talk. And um, there's just a lot to like about Malik Willis. And I'm excited to watch this guy this guy play. And now you know um, I'm gonna you know there's there's two guys that I want to mention that I feel like I'm, that aren't getting enough love but I feel like people in the community know who they are um I'm going to start it off with Caleb Ellaby out of um Western Michigan you know this guy popped on my radar I got a text from a friend of mine a couple uh probably last fall at the end of the fall and we were talking about you know prospects that people need to watch for for last year for next year and you know he sent me this this clip of this kid right and you know I'm, I'm a big Dwayne Eskridge fan he was one of my top 10 receivers last year you know he goes to Seattle a lot of people didn't like it but he's a dynamic playmaker but what enough people weren't talking about was the quarterback thrown in the football um Caleb Ellaby can play he can flat out spin it um this is a guy who put on a show last year and only what was it six games I believe 
um, you know, 6'1", 215, you know, good athleticism. And this guy threw 18 touchdowns, two interceptions, took care of the ball extremely well. I'm He's definitely a guy that I'm going to be watching. Um, him and Eskridge lit it up last year. He had one of the best passer ratings in the country last year. I know he played fewer games, but only two guys – had better passer ratings um, than him last season. And those both those guys went in the first round. And that's Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He has great touch on the football. And, you know, I'm excited to watch this kid because these these are the type of guys that light it up, that people fall in love with. Um, you know, maybe a little bit of Russell Wilson-esque. Uh, maybe one of those guys that, you know, people may not see it now but gets an opportunity later. And, you know, I think a teammate may get a steal. Um, you know, late developer um, a little bit, you know, been playing a game since 2018 um, and, you know, red shirt in 2019 and came back and balled out last year. Definitely somebody you need to watch and somebody you need to know um, this year. And my last guy I'm going to talk about is Michael Penix Jr. out of Indiana. This kid took the world by storm last year. Um at the beginning of the season, when you watch the Penn State game and you watch the uh, the Ohio State game, you know, he outplayed Justin Fields. He outplayed, you know, a lot of teams that appeared more talented um, than Indiana. Uh, he makes all the big-time throws you can make. PFF loves him. Um, it, You know, he I think he checks the box as a pro quarterback. I think he's, he's a certified pro. Um, when you when you talk about Michael Penix, he's six two, you know, two twenty, you know, really good athleticism. Going back all the way back to high school, he's you know, come out of Florida. Um, you know, this kid can spin it. When you watch that last drive against last two drives against Penn State, I was sitting there wondering how he even got the football out. Um, he he was playing behind a really really bad offensive line, um, and that's not me just trying to trying to knock them, but just being honest. Like there were times in both tackles. We're just giving up straight up pressures, and Penix would be getting hit. And he makes a big time throw, puts it in the receiver's chest, you know. And I came away so impressed, you know. I honestly think, you know, he outplayed, you know, the majority of the big t- um, Big Ten competition um, that fit the same ones that fit, uh, that Justin Fields played against. Um, when you watch that game, he outplayed Fields. Um, you know, Ohio State superiorly talented. But Michael Penix is a guy that has all the ability in the world when you when you talk about, you know, the other quarterbacks in the class, who's going to be the guy. His only knock, you know, I think that obviously some things that he can improve upon. And I think if you watch him throw this offseason, I think he's he's done some of that. But his only knock is he has a, is he's a huge red flag injury wise. Can he make it through a season? Um, because, you know, going back to his freshman year, you know, whether it be a collarbone or a knee and then last year towards knee, you know, running out of bounds. We've seen limited action to him, but the games that we have seen him, he's been pretty damn good. Um, you know, makes all the right throws, has great touch on the ball. He's a lefty, um, great anticipation, and he's a playmaker. I think if he's on uh, any other team, you know, I think he's getting a lot more love and a lot more attention, but he is up in Indiana. And he's a guy that, you know, I'm excited to watch. I'm excited to watch Michael Penix Jr. play at Indiana this year, and I think a lot of other people are too. Uh, I know the people in the Big Ten aren't. But um, those guys, you know, the ones that I think people definitely should be watching. Oh, and before we go, Matt Corral from Ole Miss, you know, gunslinger. I know he has a weird stat line when you talk about um, – 
interceptions and touchdowns. I think between two games, LSU and Arkansas, he threw like an absurd amount of picks or almost half of his interceptions last year in two games, which is very, very weird. But, um, you know, this guy has all the ability. Um, he has, you know, he's there's some things you like about him, some things you don't. You know, I think he does have that gunslinger mentality as well. Um, you know, talented kid out of California, something, something about these California QBs. Um, but he has a hose too. Oh, he, his name can be in that strongest arm category, but he definitely needs to clean up a few things um, technique-wise when you look at um, when you look at his game. Uh, he is a, a bit streaky at times, but him and Lane Kiffin are definitely cooking up something special down there in Ole Miss. And he's a guy that, that could very well be in that category um, with the other top guys. Ability-wise, he has it. Um, the thing with him is can he put it all together um, cut down on some of the the throws. You know, some of the throws were weird when they were on outs, and you know he his 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 accuracy was just off. Like I'm not worried about him driving the ball or you know placing the football because he can do those things. But um, you know, I, I would think you, it goes back to just you know his footwork, something in his lower half, um, and in causing those balls to to uh, be thrown behind the receiver or uh, his anticipation with the receivers a little messed up. So uh, Matt Corral is the last quarterback I think people need to be paying attention to and talking to more um, before we get out of here. And, um, you know, fun group of QBs. I'm excited to watch them all. I hope they all ball out. I never want a player to not do well. And, um, you know, that's it for this episode. Um, so, you know, you can find me on Instagram, John Hagler, J-O-N-H-A-G-L-E-R, on Twitter at John Hagler C-R. Peace.